Santaha, 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 Santaha. <laughs> Good evening, Doctor Good evening. Who fans, wherever you are in the world. We are here. It's the Who Corner to Corner podcast. My name is Paul. I'm with my good friend, Jeff. And this week, we are also joined by my 14-year-old daughter, Freya. Say hi. Hello. I said say hi. She says hello. She can never take simple instructions. That's the problem with the youth of today. They just don't know how to take a, an simple instruction from a grown-up and responsible adult. That's so me, could, by the way. You could argue that it was poor direction from you. Yeah, well, I'm not a director. That's your that's your bag, my friend, Mr. Film Director Jeff. <laughs> Let's see if I can make it work. Freya, say hello to the audience. Hello. The correct answer would have been hello to the audience. Hello to the audience. Can't believe you didn't know that. <laughs> but anyway, we're all bright and chipper today, which is surprising given that it's uh, quarter past nine. Um, but I think, um, I mean, certainly for me, mate, I'm very excited. I've, I've just watched episode three, chapter three of Doctor Who Flux. Have you managed I've that? I've just watched chapter two of Doctor <laughs> Who Flux. I know the next one is more up old. Sometimes. Your memory's not even working. I can't even remember what chapter it was. I can't even count these days. <laughs> I mess up all the time. It's uh, it's a prerequisite. Chapter four for the is Village of Angels. Is it chapter four? Oh, chapter three is once upon time. So what is he? What is that one even about? Chapter three, once upon once, comma upon time. There's a there's a pause there, it's right? Pause. That's got to be. It's got to mean something. I mean, I mean, there was an angel. I'm going to give you a little a little a little point because oh, there no, was no, an no angel point. in the trailer thing at it the was, end of yeah. last episode there was an angel she's right so um, we can't also, be too mean on him no we well we can be but we shouldn't you, can. Be, you often are uh, both yeah of you. but did you notice that the uh planet where the um temple of is it atropolis was called atropos. time atropos. temple of atropos atropos atropos, atropos. And, the, and it was on the planet time yeah I so mean, once upon time once upon so, oh once and also upon the, time. what's his name? Blasted Yaz and it's like she's gonna see all of time. Swarm. 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 Oh, he's good. He's very good. Well he's evil, but he's so good. Oh now there are three of them. We got <laughs> yeah. Swarm, we got Zero. Who's the new guy? Passenger, was that Passenger. what he was called? Do you remember when he was Thank seen very much? He was seen filming in Liverpool last year. Was he? Mm, like the steps or something. So obviously he oh. uh he must go back. Forward, maybe to, to it's got more to do. Hey, I tell you what, this this is turning out to be an absolutely epic story. I mean, yeah. there are so many, so many puzzles going on right now. There are so many intriguing things. There's so many exciting things. I mean, this one here, we we've got I don't know how many storylines. One, two, three, four storylines. I mean, we've at got least. the at least the cool. Crimean thing, which yeah, you know that that's the main crux of this particular story the yeah, so that kind of worked, the flux, or, right it was almost like you know just episode of the week sort of thing but it, it's obviously got a threads that are going to carry on you know the sometimes said you know i'll see you again and uh, you know the doctor said yeah. that to Mary C. Cole. so you know it's hard to uh imagine that, that that's just it you know that, that, that they're not going to be reappearing somehow um you've got that weird uh black and white vision that the doctor had of that Sort of twisted yeah. house floating above <gasps> the or something. Something to say about that. So, and that looked amazing. Uh, the TARDIS is obviously um, going a bit wonky, um, and and that's something to do with time running wild. I guess you got that. You got Yaz now with her new face tattoo. You got Vinda. Yeah. 
who's disgraced. She pretty cool, though, didn't she? she looked cool. Yeah. Looked a bit like um, Alexa from The 100, if you've watched that, which she used to have. I haven't the, seen that one. She used to have stuff on her eyes. Did uh, she? Not, not, Thanks not for pointing that out, Jeff. Um, just kind of black, you know, war paint sort of thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's obviously things going on in present day, you know, with, with the Sontarans having taken everything over and but, but at multiple points in time at the same time. Exactly. I mean, that's a lot of stuff going on. And, and yeah. you know, this this is what Chris Chibnall is is really good at. You know, it's what he did three times in Broadchurch, you know, yeah. spinning lots of different stories at it at different lengths, having them all interconnect in some way. And you just can't see it from the very first episode or the first few episodes. And, you know, you don't know who done it. In Broadchurch, no. really, until the very last, the very last chapter in the whole thing, it's it's really quite something. And I'm so pleased he's bringing that sensibility yeah. to Doctor Who because it's it, it gives the show a brand new kind of energy, a real yeah. figure, and it just makes it absolutely unmissable. And we're yeah. only on chapter two. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's 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 so <laughs> much. I've seen on Twitter, someone has gone through. Um, you know all the trailers that have been released so far, and kind of collated all the shots together. And there's oh. there's maybe two that don't appear to be from the first three episodes. So right. we do, you know we don't know literally half of what's He's not giving much on. away, is it? No. And, chest. One thing Chips has always been good at. Again, you know some people haven't liked that. The fact it doesn't give anything away. We yeah. we want spoilers and things. I mean, I don't personally. I've made it clear on that before, but yeah. It's uh, it's so good to see something where we just don't know what's going to happen. No, yeah, it, it makes such a big difference. Imagine going into this all knowing, oh well, I know what Swarm's end goal is, or I, I know what the connection is with him and the Doctor. You, you know, it just kind of takes away all the fun of it. I, I tweeted earlier that I wish I could upload Flux into my head now. I saw that. Yeah, and know all of it because I, you know, I'm impatient to know, and I, you know, I want to know all the secrets, but. You know, at the same time, realistically, I like this weekly, uh, you know, watching and revealing of everything. I don't, I don't kind of want to yeah. blow it all in one go, really. But it's that there's so much to it that I kind of, you know, want to know it now. But obviously, I'm going to have to wait for it. <laughs> what about I you, Frey? Are you impatient to know what happens next? No. You can just take it in your stride. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. it's it's a series, so you have one episode a week. That's just how it works. That is how it works. You do watch quite a bit of serialized telly. I do. Don't I, do you? I watch a lot of telly. <laughs> I, I do a watch telly. a lot of telly. <laughs> well, I mean, when Paul and I were younger, you know, you you had no option to, you know, no, binge it right. all or, or you know stream it all in one hit and you know get a show dropping in one go on on a night, you know, and I think. You know, some people have become so kind of accustomed to that, or to maybe don't even know any different. That I think the kind of waiting weekly thing is is really how how TV should be. It used yeah. to be back in the day, Jeff. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, you know, we had, we had four channels. Four channels. Four. Oh, yeah. You know. Even that wasn't until I was in my teens. It was yeah. three until then, to be honest. Then, but then I remember going to say a little story now, which is going to embarrass Freya totally, because I remember when she was very small. And she was watching TV because you grew up with was like video on demand, didn't you? The the, the yeah. idea of TV as broadcast, oh. right, <laughs> was completely alien to her. There was a point when she said, I can't remember what you wanted to watch. It was, I don't know, Peppa Pig or something. Well, it wasn't even Peppa Pig. It was something. 
And we couldn't watch it because there was no other episode other than the ones you'd already watched. And she says, yeah, but I want to watch the next episode. No, Frey, it's not on yet. It hasn't been released onto the yeah. telly. It hasn't been put on the telly. Well, why not? Because it just hasn't. They haven't made it yet. But I want to watch it. Yes, but you can't because it's not there. It was It was a yeah. circular argument. I remember once when um, like we went to Grand Hotel something, I wanted to pause the TV. Their TV doesn't pause. <laughs> Their TV didn't pause. It doesn't pause. Still in remote control saying, where's the pause button? <laughs> yeah, and I was so confused why it didn't pause. I just didn't understand that TV didn't pause. Yeah, and it's, I was it's, like, what? it's a different oh. sensibility, you know. I, it, I want to go get a drink. It makes yeah. things much more immediate, you know. Yeah. This this whole idea of having things on demand now, which we are, which we're all getting used. To. Even I'm getting used to it now. You know, yeah. you stick on Disney Plus, you expect almost the whole series. But then, actually, I say that it seems to be that there is a trend where you know big event tv is going back towards the weekly yeah. format so a lot of the deep um the disney shows the marvel shows star wars all those sort of things are going back to this yes we could they show them all yeah. it's one a week but you know? they, i was going to say that because they they deliberately did that to create um you know the the kind of what you call a water cooler buzz about things, so that everyone's that's at the it. same page on of, yeah. of the book. But also, there's the other thing of that it it causes you to um your subscription to last longer. You know, you can't <laughs> on it for a week, watch it all, and then unsubscribe again. So, you know, there's that. But also, yeah, that that making it an event, making it something that you you sit down to watch, and you know, you're all there doing it. At, you know, roughly the same time. I think it's good. I, th I think it's really brought people together and you know, it's given things to talk about. Um, uh, and yeah, I hope they and it's like no one it. can be more ahead. Exactly. Than else. Yeah. No, yeah, you yeah. can could have watched the next episode because yeah. it hasn't been released. Nobody knows. They haven't. Like the actors, obviously, but you know, yes, they yeah, know. Yeah. secrecy on yeah. pain of death. Yeah, I think, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. We will kill you if you tell <laughs> anybody. I, I, um. I was really impressed by tonight. I didn't think it was quite as um, kind of spectacular as the first episode. Mm. I, I don't think no, that's that was. I, I say but we that. are properly starting the story now. Yes, we are, and and we've been hooked and drawn in. I say it wasn't quite spectacular. That that's not entirely true. It, mm. There wasn't as many um, you know kind of plot threads going on. But what we did have, like the battle shots and all the shots of um, Sontar and ships and the docks and stuff, that, yeah. and that, like that's that was some proper epic stuff and some Wasn't really just, yeah. really good CGI. And also, this is a bit absolutely nerdy, but all the bits when like the Doctor and Mary mm. Seacole are running. And they're in, um, you know, on the on the moors and whatnot. And you've got the ships in the background. That's 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 quite tricky effects to do because yeah. you've got to cut around all the people, put the yeah. stuff in, track it to move realistically with the camera and depth, and you know all of that. And there was a lot of that. And I, it was I actually a huge amount of that. Huge amount, and that's actually quite a bit more impressive than just a big kind of semi-static, like, you know, C CG yeah. shot. And and it was all integrated brilliantly and looked really good. Um, as well, so you didn't know with the um, oh, yeah, the, with Dan, the bit about when Dan's climbing, when Dan's climbing the thing, the yeah, that was a dock, great and shot. A giant Centauri yeah. ship behind it. Now, that yeah. was so many behind it as well, yeah. yeah. And that wasn't a static shot. That, if I remember, right. the camera sort of moved around in yeah, the it, it was a, it was a great Dan's big um, and that aerial shot, and ship behind it just yeah. looked absolutely well. It, it slowly, you know, revealed. it was there, yeah. Yeah, it slowly revealed the ship and then pulled out to reveal more of them, yeah. And the music was really, you know, felt 
you know, really suited to that mm. at the moment. That moment it was a really epic shot. Yeah, really. Good. I, think, I think this is the thing now. You know, I know we mentioned it slightly on our on our previous podcast, but the you know the the level of cinematic effects that we're seeing in mm. Doctor Who now. You know, we we have to remember this is not something that's made by Disney Channel or Netflix. No. You know, the BBC is not one of those top five. Um, companies in the world you know it's, it's it's a big company but it doesn't rank in anything like no. the, the, the likes of disney plus as a company you know it's not even a it, it is a fraction of it but it's it's a small fraction mm. you know it does not do that sort of thing but i think the, the company they use dneg right yes it's, um it's, they're yeah. obviously a really big house because they do supply special sfx cgi stuff to the likes of marvel and yeah you know um a whole bunch of other i can only think of marvel because i've been marvel obsessed for the last few months <laughs> but <laughs> but i know that there's a lot of them right they do a lot of stuff yeah. they, they, these guys they are so so good at what they do and I don't know if they get paid as much by the BBC as they do with some of these other big studios, but you know what they're pulling off for this tiny little TV show yeah. is nothing short of impressive. I mean, that that aerial shot flying in on on the uh, on the battlefield where both sides were charging at each other, yeah, you know, got the little all... figures running at each yeah. other, right? But it, but it, you know, it looked brilliant. It was really well done, and um, you know, also I think it's worth noting that you you can't tell. That this was shot during COVID and that there's restrictions. So it's not yeah. always had, you know. There's only six on tar, and so it's the same guys, you know, just in, yeah. you know. But yeah, it's, it's done very cleverly. Like the battle scenes, you know, it was only a fairly short bit, but you know, you saw the sometimes massacring them and everything, and it was mm. really nicely shot to not kind of show there's only about twelve people here, and you know, they they can't get near each other and all this kind of stuff. But but and and there's clever things like um you know they're inside the Sontaran ship and the Doctor's talking to Dan and stuff and it's obviously the same set just slightly dressed differently and, and lit but you know and they've obviously had to do things like that and there was talk online of some actors playing two parts like the, the woman mm. who was in the Arctic multi role yeah and she's playing as your well you know there's obviously kind of you know protocol reasons for stuff like that but i actually think it's worked in in their advantage to to i think so yeah it's quite tight i think yes it it has yeah um but yeah the, the show feels more epic than ever bearing in mind like you say its budget limitations and also the, the practical production limitations they've been facing yeah it's you nothing know. short spectacular yeah hats off to them they've done an incredible job and we're yeah. only on episode two Absolutely, <laughs> but I think I think kudos also to, uh, to to the storytelling in this. Yeah. You know, it's I, I think probably said it already. You know, Chris Chibs, Chris Chibnall, rather writing all this stuff. You know, handling these multi mm. this this these multiple narratives and spinning them through. You know, this this six part story. It's uh, it's it's yeah. So far, again, episode two, nothing short of incredible so yeah. far. So I'm really it's, looking forward to. I, I wonder. Um, and I wonder whether this will come out, you know, later on. So obviously, they were planning, you know, ten, eleven episodes, and then COVID and everything, and they had to kind of restructure everything. So I wonder if they had, and we might have talked about this before, but I wonder if they had ten episodes with, yeah, um, yeah. popping up throughout, um, and and like, um, you know, the Mary Seacole episode, and da 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 da, and then they've had to kind of dump a lot of it and compress and expand. You know, mm. 
multiple plots into the six episodes yeah, and then some of the some of the filler and just concentrate on your yeah. one big and, story and some people story. some people talk on you know say online that they don't like filler episodes in Doctor Who you know they like the arcs which is which is fine but I wouldn't say that the show has ever been massively arc heavy in, in no, two recent years you know out, if, really. you know people say oh you know bad wolf bad wolf was graffiti on the walls that's that's not really an arc <laughs> you know sorry um but you know it's it's you know I, I'm a bit kind of dumbfounded by the idea of filler episodes in it because it's always been a kind of predominantly standalone show you know monster of the week type it has yeah i mean obviously in the in the old series there was there was the key to time season wasn't there where they attempted to, to not even but even then that wasn't really i mean it was an arc but it was reasonably loose the, the only conceit was that in each story they had to find a segment of the key to mm. time and in the final story they all came you know they put their put the keys to time back together and there was a bit of an epic showdown which actually probably wasn't that epic to be honest but it was <laughs> um, time like, probably even that which is you know a loosely bound story arc through through six stories um I, you know reading the interviews of the producers the, the writers and directors the actors at the time they all found it really stressful to manage mm-hmm. i think uh, was it tony reed who was the script editor at the time said well i'm not doing that again <laughs> you know, too much. It was like you know, because if if you if you make a bunch of stories in a certain order, they've got to be transmitted in that order. Yeah. And sometimes with Doctor <clears throat> Who, things you know, stories have been swapped around. In, in, in yeah, the they, they are, aren't they? Yeah. Planned episode four because of actors' availability, yeah. crew availability, location availability, or or budget constraints, studio time, whatever it is, suddenly can't be shot on that time, so it has yeah. to be shifted back in the schedule. As soon as you commit to an arc heavy season, you've got to hit those schedules. Yeah. I I think that um, cats. oh <laughs> randomly. I think she's going to pick up so so you're right. So going back to what you were saying, Jeff, to do that. Um, with COVID restrictions and all the other problems, you know, which which TV generally faces these days, um, it's yeah, it's 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 really a brave thing to mm. to do, and with such a high profile show yeah. as well, you know, big, people have moaned, oh, it's, it's only six episodes. Well, yeah, okay, fine, but you know what, we we could just simply we'd all love more end. episodes. I would yeah. love Doctor Who to go on all year round, frankly, yeah. but then you know, it wouldn't be special, would it? No. no. And and um, you know I'd I'd rather they had pulled off this six that were awesome rather than yes a awesome. not having bothered or b tried to do ten and you know we just ended up with people sitting around in the TARDIS talking for forty five minutes which you know <laughs> could be interesting I, I think they could do it but you know so anyway yeah I I think you know a- absolutely incredible work that they've pulled off in 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 every area uh, on on all of this um. So what what um what do you think was the doctor's vision at the beginning and uh they they obviously got out of uh the flux hitting them somehow didn't they They did we don't quite know how that cliffhanger was really resolved it, it no. just kind of yeah they 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 all just sort of woke up on the battlefield didn't they Yeah that yeah, was, the, uh, that, that was it. Well, I don't know. Yeah, there was some it's, it's intriguing. There were quite a few visions, wasn't there? It's, uh, yeah, they're all jigs. It's, it's like I, I think they're theory. like. I'm not going to say my theory yet. Almost, Ooh. I'm going to say in a bit, right? But there's um, it's it's like a jigsaw puzzle. 
you know, yeah. when you, you take certain pieces out and you'll fix on certain patterns and things and maybe yeah. the bits at the corners, some bits at the edge, you see a face in there so you can put the eyes and things together, but it doesn't mean anything until you can start to see more of the context. And what we don't have at the moment is that full picture. We don't yeah. have that context. But it does lead to some really wacky theories and ideas. I mean, I, 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 shall I mention my thing? I did, didn't you I? You should say a theory. I, I, I tweet, well, it wasn't so much a theory, it was just a vibe I was getting. I did, you know, that. so the shot of that wacky house in the woods, mm. right? That the doctor said, it's not house in the woods, but that really creepy house where it's all kind of crumbled in on itself yeah. and falling to pieces and all, you know, different dimensions, like a, like, again, like the Isha thing, yeah. like with the TARDIS doors in different places. And that started me thinking about it as well, actually, last week. But um, it did, it, it struck me as a bit like the house from Lungbarrow, you know, no, the, I... uh, the the New Adventures novel. Now, it's not yeah. quite that, but Lungbarrow is a really weird place, the Doctor's ancestral home. And uh, and it goes on for miles. It's it's probably more like Gormenghast, but the dimensions, like the TARDIS, seem to shift and change. The house right. is alive. It's that sort of living, you know, that sort of sentient Time Lord technology from the Dark Ages. Mm. And and clearly, there is a link to something way, way back in the past. The whole swarm and is your thing. Yeah. They, you know, they've known the Doctor for a long time. Old en enemies, we're doing this dance again. You and I, yeah. this old battle is repeating, you know, uh, duel that that we have. It's we, we're doing it again. We're doing the dance again, and it's just, you know, it's I just, oh my goodness. I mean, one of the things I, I did like about Lungbarrow and all of that Andrew Cartmill type, uh, Mark Platt sort of Benaranovich kind of era was, um, you know, the, the these little. The, the whole idea of Gallifrey's dark and distant past, which does seem to resonate somehow with uh, with the whole timeless child thing, not yeah. in the same way. It's a parallel thing, but it it, it brings those feelings back to the surface. Yes, I it's a similar theme to to the master plan. You know, the the Cartmel master plan that never really happened, yeah, isn't that's it? it. You know, yeah. But like you say, it's not it's not the same thing. But it's um, you know, it's there's there's is a similarity in a way you know um, a similarity yeah definitely what about you what do you think of it jeff uh what of of the house well all of that stuff all the, the weirdy bits yeah well, um, uh, have you got any early ideas any early theories no not not really actually no um not enough of the jigsaw puzzle yet no because i wasn't sure whether the house was was actually something there or whether it was like a dream type thing or you know um like a like a visualization or representation of something so i'm, mm, I'm not sure symbolic it or it could, yeah. could be yeah. an old memory or could yes. it could be the doctor's memory could be somebody else's memory being yeah. fired at her even yeah i i have um i only what finished watching it about 25 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> so um no I, ha I haven't got any anything on on that yet but that is quite interesting because you know, we also know about Lung Lung Barrow. I haven't read it, but I, you know, I know a bit about it. Um, but the general audience wouldn't know anything about it. But it didn't stop Chibnall with the Mobius Doctors, did it? Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah, he maybe he maybe he will go there. You know, he will. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the thing is, I mean, Chibnall's been a fan of Doctor Who since he was born, pretty much. Yeah. You know, he's. He, he's, he's one of us who's become a, a very respected TV writer yeah. of quality, you know, drama. And, you know, what, what I think the other thing, the other thing that I like about his stuff, actually, just probably as an aside, is that he tends to 
his villains are really nasty. Yeah. You know, right, right from even uh, Solomon in uh, Dinosaurs and yeah, Spaceship. Yeah. yeah, he was a whole, David Bradley. guy. Yeah. He was a oh, horrible yeah. person. You and know, that's... we do get some some nasty villains mm. in Doctor Who. We've had plenty over the years. But I think Chibnall's villains have been real horrific pieces of work. Yeah. and, you know, and Nasty, the... nasty people who represent the worst of, yes. of, of all of us. And, and one of the things I like about them, so like Tim Shaw, <laughs> for example, um, it, it was kind of, uh, you know, a verbal and, and mental kind of quote unquote violence in a way, because there was, there was no fighting or, or anything like that, particularly, do you know what I mean? It was all kind of being cruel to people and horrible to them, yeah. which I think is quite a bit more interesting. They're just going around and, you know, blasting holes in people or whatever. And, um, you know, the, the, the thought of the Stenza, you know, this, this race that were just kind of going around you know, destroying planets and testing weaponry and, you know, being effectively gigantic, horrible bullies to people was really interesting. So I kind of hoped they'd come back and, and be a bit of a, you know, recurring villain. But Yeah, um, I was kind of hoping that we'd see more of them, but we, yeah. we haven't yet. We, we seem to be getting quite a few older uh, or more, more recognised Doctor Who yes. villains. We, I mean, we've got the new people, the Swarm Azure, and now this Passenger yeah. we've got. And, we've... and they carry on the the same, uh, you know, trend, like you're saying, about Chibnall's villains. Yeah. You know, they're, they're both, we talked a bit about it last week, but they are simultaneously, uh, you know, horrible and, and cruel, but, like, ludicrously kind of flamboyant. Like, look at the way yeah. Swarm <laughs> stand. They're kind of glam rock, aren't they? Yeah, they are. yeah. You know, and he, there was a shot where... Um, uh, uh, they were looking at Azure and Swarm was standing against a pillow in the background and he had his arm oh, he's on it. Lounging. Yeah, he's yeah. just kind of lounging on it with his great big shoulder pads on, you know. And, and I, I it, they used to get villains a bit like that in, in Buffy and Angel. You know, they'd be horrible and, and they'd go and murder people and then, then they'd be like, we need to clean the walls, this blood will not do, you know. Yeah. And, and they'd kind of be... You're not not humanized kind of thing, but they they do something that would make you chuckle and kind of think, oh, yeah, I shouldn't, but I kind of you know I kind of That's like it, you. yeah, right. having a bit of fun with it, aren't they? Yeah, and and so they become more more three dimensional than just uh, you definitely know, we, we want yeah. to kill you, and, and like we don't know what swarm and azures, what the plan is, what the uh, no, but it's intriguing, what the history is, and and all of that, and um, so. Uh, I want to talk about the Sontarans in a minute, but yes, we should. Should we talk about that cliffhanger ending, or should we get to that in a minute? Let's get to that in a minute. Let's okay. let's do Sontarans. I'm kind of itching to, um, to 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 find out what Freya thinks about Sontarans. Okay. Yeah, Freya, you you tell us what you thought of them tonight. Potatoes. <laughs> potato. <laughs> there you go. There, it's potatoes. There That's you are. It. So. I I thought that um, uh, there was some some great visuals, and I'll tell you, there was one shot that I really liked where the Doctor and Lead Sontaran were standing opposite each other on the battlefield. Oh, and that was, was a bit like yeah, Endgame yeah. with with Cap and mm. Thanos. That's um, what I thought. Yes, yeah, I thought exactly uh, that. With the must have been a, kind of lighting setup. Yeah, must have been a homage to it. But um, when you first saw the Sontaran, that was. Um, uh, uh, captive by by Mary Seacole. I wonder if that was Dan Starkey's one. I didn't look to see who yeah. was what, but I like the idea that he was captured and he was a little bit comical. And I thought, oh, I wonder if they're going to go down the old Moffat route again with them. And yeah, I enjoyed it was, that. It was bit. getting close to that, wasn't it? It, it was, yeah. 
But then when the main one turned up and then he just shot the, the comical one, yeah. you know, that was it done. And um, I, I thought they were probably the most fearsome and warlike, uh, you know, that they've been in a long, long time. And, and you really got to see them kind of enjoying the battle and just, you know, casually shooting yeah. people. Um, yeah. And so that that side of things, I you know, I thought they were brilliant. Um, and I really loved Dan. <laughs> He's running, holding his walk up in the air. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And then he, he hit him on the back of the neck. You know, they're obviously not that smart either because the, the doctor, uh, you know, very cle- kind of cleverly deceived him. And, and then Dan said, oh, look, you know, there's your there's your leader. And he turned around and he, and he bashed him in there. What did he made some Bashed him on the back of the neck. Yeah. yeah, and then he made some joke about having a walk. And I thought, oh, you know, it was such a bad joke, but it was played brilliantly. And it, and it there was... was that- yeah, he, he said because he was he said um, something a bit later on he, when he was telling when the doctor from him met up over the vid screens in the Santaran ships they were in, and uh, and they were what? trying to they're trying to tell each other what was going on. They did that <laughs> brilliant thing where they were talking over each other, saying exactly the same words. But then Dan said something about the uh, it's been taken over by these Santaran fellas and they're obsessed with Japanese food. It's tempura, tempura, this yeah. tempura, that. <laughs> And she's it like, could be saying tempura. Yeah, tempura. Uh, because that would make more sense. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah I, I really sense. like Dan because, um, and also loved the bit of his mum and dad when, yeah, um, was good. you know, the dad was like, Well, oh, you know, it, it, this was my idea, and the mum's like, Ah, it was my idea. It was my and, idea. Yeah, I thought <laughs> it was, like you know, it gave a nice, um, you know, it fleshed him out a bit more, you know, and, um, yeah, very much so. He, he just kind of he just charged into things, wanting to go and kind of try to recce everything for the doctor and find out what was going on. And, you know, he, he lost his house and everything, but, you know, maybe I thought he was going to pull it out of his pocket at one point again, because I know he was giving it. I, I did too. Yeah. But then the Santarans turned up, so he, you know, he didn't get the chance to. And I quite liked that the, um, the hole was still in the wall of his next door neighbor's toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Still in the toilet with it. the light on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so your Dan has, you know, he slotted in, uh, you know, brilliantly already, and mm. I, I really totally. like him. He he's um, you know, he's he's kind of enjoying it, um, and and quite gung ho. But he's he's quite a kind and you know, pleasant guy, and he's he's got a nice sense of humour more so than probably any other sort of companion. I mean, Graham had some some good laughs and stuff, but Dan's got you know more. And obviously, John Bishop being a comedian kind of lends itself to that. But you know, he's he's obviously uh, yeah. I, I think he's really good. I like him. Um, what do you think of Yaz's uh, stuff this time? Mm, what do you reckon? Yaz's Yaz's storyline, you mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, whenever whenever she gets separated from the Doctor, whipped into some other place by some spooky kind of means, it's always it's almost a heartbreaking thing. There was because there was that um, that moment in Spyfall when she got zapped out by the Kardashians mm. and thrown into this other dimension. Mm. And then, of course, the same thing happens at the start. Of this one, Dan fades away. Then Yaz fades away. Yeah. Dan goes back home. That's fine. That was a nice it's way of separating them. But Yaz is is in a completely different place. Yep. And I love the bit. Where is it? She had it. You know, she finds herself in this uh, in this strange kind of citadel like temple sort of thing. And she's but you, you know this is Yaz now an experienced hand at traveling with the yeah. doctor as opposed has. to she's still yes but she's yeah. different to when we first met she's more confident you know she's more direct she's more um what was it she had written on her hand you what would the doctor it. do yeah, yeah the she initial. had wwtdd 
And I and I literally went as soon as I saw it. I was like, "What would the doctor do?" She said that straight away. Well, yeah, I saw that because it could have been what would Tyler Durden do, (laughs) 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 which is the Fight Club one, you know. Um, But yeah, you know that was you know you you know you probably would write that on your hand at at school or college or something. What would the doctor do? Yeah, Yeah, like if if you just confuse, if you just think about something, if I don't know what to do, look at your hand, little thing there. What would the doctor do? Right. Pick yourself up, go forward, act like you own the place, yeah. be and, confident, and she face did the monster. Yeah. And it and it was yeah, I really liked it. And um yeah, she she's definitely in a different place now. And obviously stuff adventures have happened off screen, but it, it doesn't matter that we haven't seen that that development to this point. You know, what we get now mm. is, is a stronger, more confident version of her and, and she's gonna move forward with, with all of that. So yeah, I'm I'm really I like her as well. It's it's good putting them in their own situations you know it's it's um it's challenged them and and, you know uh they've confronted danger a bit like with the ghost monument in series 11 where you know the the fam's first adventure is getting thrown onto a terrible threatening planet and a race and everything you know straight into the yeah they don't really have much pause for breath do they they don't really know each other and what no no they got to trust the doctor and, and work together you know um so what did you think of, of the cliffhanger? Did you did you want to poke oh. on with something? Yeah, when um Yaz gives her introduction to Vinda, it feels very natural what she says. Yes. And she's just like saying, like, Oh yeah, I'm okay, if we're going formal and from Earth. And yeah. it's like she just like because she's been on so many adventures with just the doctor, she's almost like she's used to a lot of different stuff. And I can't remember what did she say? She goes, I really need to start Bring in something. I can't remember. What was it? I can't remember that now. She goes to the place and she owns it or something, isn't it? Like she's the authority in the place. Mm. Yeah. Like she yes. and, and then and she she tries to kind of blag it. It seems like to try and blag it like that for a while and then sort of gives up and says, actually I'm 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 kind of new here as well. I've just got air from Earth and what have you. Was that a bit you meant? No, she no. she wanted like a global, a universal sat nav or something, didn't she? That was it. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, yeah. She goes, I yeah. should really start bringing that around more. Yeah, <laughs> and, and also well when um when Swarm turned up, you know she wasn't externally scared either. You know she kind of mm. held her own against him quite well. You know he's he's fearsome and and so. so it's like he, she knows how to like handle a dangerous situation. Yeah, which, which the police training would, would help with as well. You know, so yeah, I think she she's having a lot to do this uh, this series so far. Um, so the the cliffhanger then, little bit Thanos with his. <laughs> <laughs> reference to more marvel stuff yeah uh right talk us through it then jeff well to the doctor and uh dan turn up don't they and um swarm and azure have replaced uh the damaged um yeah. I, I can't remember what they um, called them but the... hold on. they are called because i because i i tweeted them they are called not moomins <laughs> They are called hangers, not, not men. The the Murray, the Murray, yeah. Murray, so they, Murray. he obviously they've obviously got a plan with with Temple, and the and the Murray and uh, the, yeah, the you mean Swarm was your and whatever the other yeah. they, and they they've got something planned for that. He, yeah, did you notice that they um, when he said to Vinda and Yaz take five steps to your left and got them to walk into the space so they activated yeah. it because they couldn't. 
do that, yeah. it would be temporarily locked against them because they walked right Temporary. through it earlier and, and nothing happened. Um, so he's he's replaced those two broken ones, repaired it with yeah. Yaz and Vinda, um, and then he he the, he's going to put the uh, full full force of essentially time, time. in into them, but and and start See how long again. it takes them to die. Yeah, yeah. So that planet is is interesting because. Yeah, he said. You know, it's it's um, it kind of controls time in some way, um, and it's it, you know it's all running wild now. So I wonder if there's going to be some connection with that planet right. to the Shabogans slash Time Lords and time travel. And all I'd be that. surprised if there isn't, Jeff. Mm. I tell you what, do you know what else? I I thought. I mean, there's so much to unpack in this in this one little story. You know, on the one hand, you got this very a relatively straightforward Crimean war, you yeah. know, humans versus Centaurans, humans getting massacred so kind of thing. But the other stuff in between all that, you know, there are still so many questions. And th this idea of time being like a dangerous force that needs to be kept in check, I was getting sapphire and steel vibes through that completely because I, I again that, i mean that's another thing that used to freak me out when i was younger and i still love it and it still freaks me out if you got if there's any sapphire and steel fans out there raise your hands let us know because i love you all anyone who's watched it would know that is a show that is just it's never been beaten in my opinion it was it was just astonishingly weird creepy intriguing curious imaginative and no answers and and this those elements within the temple almost pointed towards that. I mean, there was a statement in there where um, I think it was Swarm said, or it might, well, the other it's one of them anyway, who said um, the, 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 the Mori is sort of, they're quantum locked. Mm. And that, that's, that, that's a description used for the weeping angels. Yeah. So I thought, oh, maybe the Mori guys are like pre-weeping angels. Yeah, because you've never angels. seen an actual... Or maybe uh, they're related to them in, in yes. some way, or maybe they're from the same continuum or, or Species, something, yeah. some sort of connection. Because obviously we've had um, angels in Chapter 1, yeah. we've had glimpses of angels in this one, and obviously the trailer for next week's shows yeah. a bit of an angel as well. So, and then you know, Chapter 4. Yeah, obviously the Chapter 4. The angels, yeah. yeah that's it. So yeah. they must be key. And if we are talking about time, then, yeah, the, the angels are... are pretty au fait with time aren't they yeah, it's kind yeah. of like that thing it's it's what they do it's what they manipulate they they weaponize it right that's mm. what the angels do. they yeah. they weaponize time so obviously it is something in this particular story that can be used in that way i wonder if it's the planet where they come from exactly that there you go yeah or maybe they made them maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's it. They're, they're like a weapon that somehow, and and because time is all kind of in that's flux. Stuff. <gasps> there you go. Time he's, is all in flux, right? Quite it's changing. Yeah. yeah, you see, because um, never... it's it's prime stuff for the way for the angels to take advantage of. I yeah. mean, if the brutish, militaristic, you know, not very intelligent Centaurans can take advantage of this whole disruption in time. And what the, what the hell can we can angels do with yeah, it? Where quite. you know it's it's in their nature. Yeah. Um, and you've never seen an angel in its true form. It's a bit like a bogger in Harry Potter. There you go. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they, these guys, you know, maybe they're the template for the angels, or yeah, in some way. No, it's, it's all very intriguing. It just makes me want to tune in and yeah. you know count down the days until the next episode, which is not something I felt for a TV show for a long, right. long time. Long yeah, time. Except WandaVision. Um, 
and series 12. That's one division. And this 11. is match one division. <laughs> you like um, one division, do you? Good, good. Um, so we've got some readers, uh, some list readers, some listeners' comments. But before that, I just want to say that Carvinista is an absolute legend. Oh, totally. <laughs> we haven't even talked about it. <laughs> it's just brilliant. He arrived in at just the right time for rescue his yeah. human, didn't he? You know, Blast he was a human. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, fair play to Dan getting himself into that Sontaran ship. When you compare Dan's adventure in the Sontaran ship to Donna Noble's adventure, a few, quite a few seasons, quite a lot of seasons. Yeah, a long time ago now, yeah. Close. I mean, it's quite early days for her, wasn't it? But it's early days for Dan as well. Yeah. You know, what I liked about the Donna Noble episode was was that um, you felt the fear that she felt mm. that she was going in a strange alien place. With Dan, he didn't feel any of that fear. No. He just wanted to get to the heart of it and get through. But he's still rooting for him, and he's still yeah. waiting for that moment when he's going to be discovered. And it happens. And he quite cleverly, I say cleverly, very simply, knocks out a Centauran on his probing yeah. vent. Hey, you don't know, you get all technical with me. Thinks he's got the hang of it, turns around, and then there's the army of them. Yeah. And then it looks like that's it. His number's up now. They're about to execute him. In comes a man's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Brilliant. Their relationship is so good. They, they, you know, he, oh, he has to protect Dan somewhat begrudgingly, but also you can tell him. Totally begrudgingly. I won't ever see you again. You know, I don't see you again either. Yeah. And, and they're going to be best mates, aren't they, by the time the end of the series? Yeah. One of them's going to have to, yeah, Dan's going to have to rescue Carl Easter, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's always the going to be a really nice uh, arc there with them, I think. But he he's brilliant, you know. The uh, <laughs> when they jump down the thing and Dan's going, Wah! and then and then it cut to Carvinista and he's going, wee, <laughs> <laughs> and they get out and he's and and Dan's like, what was that thing we went down? And he's like, it was there. What is the toilet the, tube? The or waste something? tube. Yeah. Waste <laughs> the waste tube. Uh, you could have warned me. <laughs> And then, so, and then Carvinista kind of shakes himself up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was Dan got soaked again. At that bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> so fun, we've, we've got a few comments. Do you want to read them through, Paul? Um, I can do. Yes, indeed. So, uh, yeah, we, we had quite a good response to this one, actually. Yeah. Um, there's quite a few on the page. So let me just uh, get into them there. Like, so, yeah, we wanted to know people's thoughts on... So, War of the Santarans. So, uh, what did we get? What did you make? Let's have a look here. Well, let's have a look. So, we got Blinovich Limitation Jeff Effects, our good friend Jeff, who said, I've said endlessly that this era hits the notes that resonate with my classic era upbringing and tastes. Tonight felt like it hit peak perfection, artistically, thematically, pure Doctor Who through and through. Jody owns the part. Yaz and Dan delight me. Yeah, I love this. He's so good man. Indeed. Oliver Street, uh, Oliver Street 76 says 10 out of 10 from me. It had all brilliant, it had it all brilliant humor, great dialogue. Jody and the cast at their best, and amazing villains who left us on a great cliffhanger. Can't wait for next week's. Aiden at Aiden CG01 says, I absolutely loved 
capital letters, War of the Sontarans. I've wanted the Sontarans to return as a full force army for a while, and it didn't disappoint. Jody was great. The Sontarans were great, and Swarm and Azure were great. The episode had a great cliffhanger, brackets. Poor Yaz, sad face. I'll tell you what, Aiden's point there about the Sontarans is absolutely right, actually. I mean, I, I was obsessed with Sontarans when I was a kid. You know, really? as, as we said in this podcast, growing up in the 70s, you know, I didn't see much Sontarans. All I could remember of Sontarans were very vague memories from when I was very, very small. Sontaran experiment and the invasion of time. We didn't see them again until midway through the 80s with the two doctors, yeah. you know, at which point I was like, whoa, it's actually Sontarans. But the idea of these completely cruel, brutish military obsessives who just wanted to conquer everything that they set foot on, who were something of a kind of a joke in that they kind of parodied that narrow militaristic mindset that fighting is brilliant, that war is all we live for, and there's glory and death and all that sort of thing. The stupidity of it is what they represent. And to see them in tonight's episode coming up with the the human um you know equivalent of that that actually gave them their origin you know it was was brilliant that lieutenant general who just couldn't see past his own glory and honor and, yeah. and need for war and everything there was that great line from 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 the doctor wasn't it like um when he's going on about uh, well i you know queen and country is enough you know that's what i thought and what is she the say? queen here now yeah, yeah and he got all offended by it so yeah, yeah it was great I, I again i think you know we said it it's uh Great one for the Santarans. Multiverse of Mikeness. Now, this is interesting because if you remember, um, at Iron Mike Wilson didn't really get on very well with chapter one of right. Doctor Who Flux. So was his mind changed? He's put that's more like it. Kudos to the performances of the Santaran actors who absolutely shone through what I still think is a hideous redesign. He's almost there. He's not quite. <laughs> He's not. He's not really into it. For, for what it's worth, Mike, I think the current Santarans are brilliant, so we can have that conversation next time we do a pod together. Yeah, they look right. very ugly. Yeah, yeah. they do. Disgusting. Horrible. Disgusting. Great makeup. <laughs> um, he goes on to say, Jodie Shane, what she can do is always welcome. I'm honestly going to miss her, Mandip, and even John Bishop already. Um, he's put unbelievably good special effects, a decent but slightly flawed script, some incredibly intriguing future hints, but a solid episode in its own right that might be a contender for my favourite Santaran story. Thoroughly enjoyed, but I acknowledge that there's one too many plot conveniences and contrivances. The resolution was slightly rushed. The music is still infuriatingly drowning out dialogue, but there's lots of positives, including every single performance and some jokes that actually did make me chuckle. Eight out of ten, which I think is pretty good. Coming from Mike, given yeah. where he was in uh, in Chapter 1. With, like, the Santarans, the bit when um he's up on the hill thingy and he's being like well i did this to like for war and all that stuff and he goes and i wanted to ride a horse oh yeah <laughs> that was quite funny actually yeah right at the start of it wasn't it yeah that to, was good. yeah slightly scottish sounding sontaran brilliant um definitely more aggressive uh, yeah it, it does uh who's put this one uh Hoovian at ryan 192203225 
One of the best paced Chibnall episodes, thoroughly enjoyed, and the best Centauran app since the Time Warrior. Jody was great. Thumbs up. Nerdperson at Nerdperson5 says, definitely one of the best Chibnall era episodes. The Doctor was on top form. The Centaurans were a threat again after 13 years. It'd been that long. Dan and Yaz were on top form. Vinda was interesting. References to links from Time Warrior. Absolutely. And the Doctor being president of Gallifrey. All those lovely little nods to the past. And that that did actually float my boat when... Um, you know, when he, uh, it, I can't remember this Sontaran guy's name actually. No, I, I didn't see it. Well. Yeah, I didn't catch oh, the name. Sorry, about, I, I will know it by by next time, promise yeah. you. But he did say, um, he did reference links, yeah. Commander Links from the very first from Sontaran's <laughs> story back in 74, five, something like that, wasn't it? Crikey. There's loads on here actually. Kendrick's written, uh, written some nice stuff. Um, that's at DDP Kendrick. Um, who's put thoughts. First of all, I really enjoyed it. Thought it was a lot of fun. The Centaurans here are the best they've been in New Who, in my opinion. But I'll be the first one to say that out of the three subplots, Yaz, Dan's, and the Doctors, to me, the other two were way more interesting than the Doctors. They had some epic elements of the Crimean War storyline, and I don't want to say I dislike it, nor would I have cut it out, but out of everything there, it had my least favourite parts of the story. However, everything else was amazing. Dan's plotline was funny and satisfying. Yaz's was great and mystifying. Riley reminded really? me... Really? Sorry? That's text speak it's, for really. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's a good job we've got young people here to help me with this stuff, isn't it? <laughs> really reminded me of the episode Mordrin Undead. Oh, yeah, I never thought of that. From season 20. And the villains were on, were just on top form. Swarm, the Santarans. Chibnall knows how to write the villains well. I love their lines. I'd also say I did overall enjoy this episode more than part one. The vision at the start, which is to do with the angels, as you can hear from the sound of the cue, oh, from the sound cue, is very intriguing. And I'm looking forward to what's coming next. That next time trailer looks awesome. And I think part three <gasps> will be my favorite yet. That's uh, that's quite a few tweets there from Thanks, Kendrick. There's, uh, there's quite a lot more as well that we've got. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, yeah. to be honest, I've only seen a lot of positive stuff from from this story yeah i think it's um it's a really really good sign that you know in the, in the third season of jody's era it seems to be now something that people are talking about yeah. again in a really really good yeah. way it's something that people seem to be enjoying they're, they're catching up to what, what to. we've known all along um we've got james exactly. h here at fitgeek underscore uk who says perfect blend of comedy and the horrors of war sheer joy from start mm. to cliffhanger uh and that, yeah, I thought we, oh, uh, and Lataro Medina has said, now where is who corner to corner with the after show discussion? <laughs> <laughs> well done, right Lataro. Yeah. We are here and we are having it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we should probably wrap up for this episode. Um, but we will be back next week looking at once, comma, upon time. That's not actually the episode, yeah. no, it's once upon time. Um, and, uh, Keep letting us know what you thought of uh, of War of Sontarans and uh, the same next week when we come back. And uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. See you next time, dear listeners. Thanks, everyone. One, two, three. One, Sontar. two, three. Sontar. I can't remember. He still messes it up. <laughs> Jesus. Right. <laughs>